Hey game friends, GM John here. After the bomb, Pursuit of the Heart is a raucous adult adventure through Philly and the Disputed Lands, and as such, may contain some scenes or themes that are confusing, uncomfortable, or disturbing to some listeners. As always, listener discretion is advised, and you can find content warnings for every episode in the accompanying show notes. We're using the post-apocalyptic mutant animal RPG After the Bomb to play this, and you can find it and all the rest of Palladium Books' megaverse of fine role-playing games at www.palladiumbooks.com for hard copies, as well as minis, merch, and a bunch of other cool stuff. You can also find it in stores that sell great role-playing games or in digital form on www.drivethroughrpg.com. Make sure you check them out. With that said... Sit back and enjoy the show. time on after the bomb pursuit of the heart we finished the game (laughs) that was a roller coaster folks that was so much for liblet and bly yeah well i always love to hit you guys with wham shit at the end because then i have a motivation to do the next series understandable it does feel like there's a lot of things going on that liblet and bly just happen to be there for yeah, <laughs> they really feel like Lilith and Bly are kind of again side characters. So, like, if this was an anime, yes, Lilith and Bly would be the kind of comic relief side characters, not necessarily the foreground characters. And this was once again an adventure where we just kind of followed the side characters. Yeah, or what the leader was Piero and, and Rob. Yeah, because it was really Piero's story. It was Piero rescuing his gal. Like, yeah. That- the crux of everything and we are just there for the ride because we're his friends and said we'd come (laughs) yeah and you also happen to get like one of the most feared contract killers of all time from philly involved in the thing just because you happen to be nice to him when you went to his store one day well he happened to be nice to liblet and liblet glommed onto that like crazy yeah think what democracy was He's just literally along because she was nice one day. So they originally met in the first season when he was campaigning and she introduced herself to him and he started explaining what democracy was and everything and voting and all of that. And then at the end, she told Polly T about her good friend, Rod Rodman, and he recognized him as the uh, killer, Rod Rodman, and sent a letter with her to Rod Rodman because she was going to ask Rod Rodman to help her negotiate a better contract with the underground, the academic underground. But then she kind of got roped into keeping going with Polly T because she had nowhere else to go. And Rod Rodman agreed to come with. So, yeah, because Rod Rodman was like, oh, she's going to fucking die if she goes to Philly. Yeah, especially if she goes to Philly as T's potential girlfriend when his whole reason for leaving was that he was sent to kill the frack rats. <laughs> and refused. So he stormed out. Yeah. Yeah. 
It doesn't seem to be an issue anymore. Yeah, because the first time the frack rats came to Philly, there was an order put out to kill them all. Any particular reason? Behind the scenes, the families, nobody could agree on who was going to get them to be able to use them as, like, gene readers. Because they were planning on just keeping them around to read genes and make money off of. But nobody could decide, so they're like, no one gets them? Somebody decided that nobody got them. And, you know. As a King Solomon's rule. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes things be like that in crime. (laughs) Fine. If none of you can agree, none of you get them. We'll kill them all. Fine. Well, I guess they weren't really yours to begin with. Well, and if you don't want them, you don't necessarily want anyone else to have them. Yeah, that's fair. Or if you want them, you don't necessarily want to split them with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was nice, Polly T. <laughs> just lying the just side charactering their way through life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yet still being main characters. On the edges <laughs> of the plot, that's blind Liblet. <laughs> <laughs> why was she a new Safford? Artemisia because she was a spy for the Gatorland Intelligence Agency in that region it feels like she would be a terrible spy for Gatorland Intelligence because she's a giant ass gator yes as a note but I guess that was true uh, well I mean her cover got blown by another member of the intelligence agency who needs to go get killed? You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, you know, hey, hanging plot thread that can be easily picked up as an adventure. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Bly would have gone and helped kill that person. Like, I offered to help get your woman, and that's what we did. I'm going yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, I want to go home. I want to see, like, I want to relax for a little while. He's I want like, to get some catnip. I want to go back to where it makes sense anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think these thoughts of, like, getting my friend home if I can't. <laughs> Liblet egging kind of was that part that wasn't part of your original plan, right? Because you said roll for her. I uh, rolled randomly for it. <laughs> that changed a lot, I imagine. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting there to be a pregnancy subplot during this, but it happens sometimes. Uh, I don't feel comfortable calling it a pregnancy subplot, considering. Fine, egnancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's not a pregnancy. No, because they're just eggs. She feeds one of her eggs to one of her friends and <laughs> the eggs gets shot. Like <laughs> Yeah, apparently it was a delicious egg. Bad eggs are great. Yeah, that's what we know. <laughs> and that's fine. You know, you share with your friends. Like yeah. some people make placenta sandwiches. Oof. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> not me. I'm not bull. It's when you're playing characters like Liblet is not and never has been human. None of her people are or ever have been human. They weren't even really influenced by human morality. And why would they have the same idea? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. That's why I also calling it a pregnancy subplot. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I would definitely yeah, say this. Because uh, Piero or Polly T was carrying the eggs around from. Pretty much the entire time. Yeah, he like called a seahorse. Sea I was gonna say he called a seahorse subplot. Yeah. <laughs> Polly T man, I feel like at the end of it, he's like, wow, Liblet and I are taking the next step in this relationship. And Liblet's like, me and my friends are all gonna live near each other. This is <laughs> well, it's also like if he thinks like, yeah, you can't have a relationship with Liblet, he should man, I just I think there obviously it's not going to be a sexual one because her species doesn't really do sex. No, but they do have a lot of kids together now. 
Yes, they have a lot of kids together. And I think that if anything, they just kind of have that innocent, almost like a child's view of what a relationship is. Well, it's it hands a lot. Okay. Yeah, I'll bring you bugs. Yeah, I do imagine that they also could very much have a relationship where he 100% believes they're in this like romantic, sweet relationship. She has no idea and they both are perfectly happy. Well, that's why I say you can't have a relationship with Libla. Like, it doesn't seem like she would understand. Yeah, you'd have to explain it to her for her to fully be aware. And he's not self-aware enough to do that. Well, and beyond that, could you explain that to her and get that through? <laughs> well, now that she has what Nana's mind thoughts in her head, she might get it. Maybe. Ninety percent of those memories have already filtered out of Liblet's head. <laughs> she can only hold on to so many at once. Yeah, she's a frack rat. Yeah. And that's, that's a whole funny. lifetime. That's true. That's not even a normal lifespan for a rat. No, it's it's a, it's still a lot of information for Liblet yeah. that she's retained, but frack rats have shorter lifespans than rats. So it's incredibly long lifespan for a frack rat. How long do frack rats live? What are average lifespans for like rats and stuff? Not counting dying of old age, because frack rats I don't know that frack rats die of old age. They probably have a very small lifespan because a lot of them die as children and a lot of them die as adults. I don't imagine they live any longer than like 15. Yeah, they don't have that long of a lifespan. They, okay. They're they very low on the food chain. Yeah, well, they were definitely afraid everything was going to eat them. They often get eaten. <laughs> that feels right. Yeah. It also feels like they'd make really nice pets. No. They'd run away. They'd just no. wander off. They would forget they were pets and they would leave. Yeah, imagine. Oh God, you'd have to keep them locked into a room. Like, imagine like a rabbit with opposable thumbs and invisibility. <laughs> so a raccoon. Yeah, it'd be like, almost like a raccoon. A raccoon with an African Grey's intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely a different vibe this season than last season, I think. Yeah, I think it was definitely kind of more serious in a way. I tried to still make it fun, but, like, I did a little something different for constructing this one. I would roll a random distance from the points that you were at as, like, points for where you could stop, like, set pieces. Okay. And, like, on one of them, it was a big outdoor track, like, an abandoned outdoor track. And it actually, it had gone bankrupt, like, in the last couple of years in our time. Yeah, didn't we, like, steal watches from that or something? No, there was a. I think the racetrack was where the people rodeo happened. Yeah, the Mantown oh, yeah. rodeo one. I, I met the cat. Yeah. 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 We and I know that episode right is a that. weird one. Like when I was cutting, going back through and cutting the episodes for like preparation, I was like, this one might like be one where people are like, huh, this show. I feel like this whole season might be one where people go, huh. Well, actually, okay, so saying it, it also had a lot of baby underplot or uh, undertones that came up a lot, even though, like, the eggs were random. Because think about, like, when we stopped for the fungus people, those were babies. Yeah. Yeah. That came up. So you have two kids out there right now, too. (laughs) Well, I mean, I spit into a jar as much as that counts. I mean, Wally T just sprayed on some eggs, so you guys did about the same amount of effort. His was just more fun. Mine was sneakier. That, I'm sure, is true. You yeah. don't know how sneaky Polly T was. <laughs> was right there. Well, I do love that. I wanted to point that out. Like, see, so you can find <laughs> somebody. Mr. X will never tell. 
I just like, so did he say on day two is when he sprayed the egg? I rolled randomly for it. <laughs> How long were we gone? You were gone, I think, a total of five days. I was going to say, it felt like a week. So the egg still would have been perfectly viable for the frack rats to have sprayed. Yep. <laughs> and when I rolled that result, I was like, well, that's fun. That is Especially fun. the closer you guys were getting, I was like, well, shit, they're going to find these frack rats before too long. I was like, they could have just fertilized these fucking eggs. Yeah, Polyte could have been like, yeah, they're frack rats. They're fully frack rats. <laughs> Which, I mean, they are. But they weren't. Then that chief would have wanted to spray your eggs. Yeah, I would have had chief babies. Their fight was very funny to me because I was trying to keep it like they give like child insults, you know? Well, that's why it was just like Winnie just thought it was cute. Like, it was I, the way I was picturing it in my mind, it was like an adorable, weird toddler tussle. I was picturing it like that South Park episode where Butters gets the uh, Ninja the Stars eye, where like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. from like the kids point of view and it's like a really epic anime but then like you see it kind of from like an adult perspective and it's just like kids slap fighting and stuff oh i forgot about that yeah i was all about that fight he was so excited but also <laughs> like if there was a second like it looked like you were in danger when he was just gonna shoot him yeah oh yeah livlet was not convinced she could win that fight but she was very convinced that she was gonna die no matter what I'm gonna tell you something livlet unless something crazy happened on paper there was no way you could have lost that fight uh, i would have been surprised so through so much of that fight though that's part of the reason it took as long as it did i know <laughs> and i was so mad to like this fight is drying out forever and it's because i can't roll for anything like what is wrong with me it made it seem more epic though it did. It did. The dice want to tell a story. And I want to talk about that shell, the tongue shell. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I love that Bly brings it back. Yeah, he's just like very obviously playing with it. <laughs> Walking through the frack rats. Covered in blood. Just like, oh, wow. Bly's really bloody and has a shell. Interesting. <laughs> oh, I need somebody with a shell. I forget. <laughs> he wasn't and important. They're just like, glad that's not my blood. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I'm like, he's just going to attack him. I'm like, no, I don't think he would anymore. Like, that's not. Yeah, it shows how Bly's growing. Like, he gave him a chance. Yeah. But then he, the chief decided, ex chief decided to be a little wiener. And Bly's like, well, you're Deaner. Again, <laughs> you don't run that. from a cat. That's a horrible idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's that's asking for trouble. Back back away. Like, because Bly was in that, like, the tip of his tail was twitching like crazy as he was moving through that grass. You just know it. And you can't run from a cat like that. No, you face them and walk backwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He would have, the chief would have agreed and said, I don't want to be alone. And would have apologized. He would have brought her back to you. Yeah. And Livlet would have totally accepted him with open arms. Like, <laughs> of course she would have. Livlet's good. Bly's not good. He leaves in Livlet. <laughs> Bly is definitely on the, the wilder side of things <laughs> I love that Rod Rodman basically has decided to take responsibility for the frack rats by moving them in next door to him well I mean again somebody's gotta keep them from doing more harm to themselves <laughs> I mean they've made it this far by themselves yeah yeah yeah, I'm sure Polly T is going to help shape up the caravans into something actually that does something other than just travel. Semi-functional, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
Will he? I mean, he does have the experience. Will it be like more like him or more like Liblet? Who? The babies or the caravans? Uh, the the babies. babies. They'll be frat rats. Oh, okay. They'll be probably hella psychic frat rats, though, because he's psychic as shit, and so is she. And she's also like the frack rat ubermensch. She is. <laughs> the best frack rat they have. She is. She is. She's like Captain America for fucking frack rats. I thought it would be fun to play a character that's... It's like, imagine like the Captain America of Smurfs. <laughs> like, you know, and I thought that would be really funny to play. Like, the person who's just like, I am like the ultimate thing that my species could create at this time. I am a leap forward in evolution. I am smarter. I am stronger. I am faster. I am better than everyone else in my species. But like, you know, it's a Smurf. So you're like, yeah, but you're still... You're still you're you're the best Smurf. Yeah, yeah. you're still a below average guy. Yeah, you're, ooh, all eight inches of you are super scary, dude. Like you know, <laughs> you're, you're still a Smurf. I can still step on you. And so I thought that would be really funny. And that's why Liblet is like the ultimate of what her species can be because it's just funny. <laughs> well, I changed a lot from the first time because when I realized he was not literate. <laughs> oh, this is a very different character. <laughs> <laughs> I love that his pleasure bunny was waiting for him <laughs> and also didn't tell his family anything because he was like, I don't know who they were. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that I was don't know crazy. these people. I sent them away. Yeah. I know him as Bly the lover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining like your family going into the bar and being like, have you seen my child? And they're like, you know, my child, the outsider. You mean your child, the excellent lover? Your child of magic hands and mouth? Your child who I wish was back here with me right now? That child? No, haven't seen him. Haven't seen him. Would his family be about the same level of intelligence? No. No, they would they're smarter. Bly's family is normal. Bly is the outsider. Oh, okay, okay. Like his family is either full cat or full human looking. Gotcha. The ones who aren't, they don't teach them anything, they don't train them at anything, and they don't do anything for them. Okay. So, like, he saw people doing explosives because they're guerrilla fighters, so he learned how to, he learned to do that, by, like, by himself. He learned how to operate a radio because he could see them doing it, and it's something you could pick up by watching. Uh, gotcha. And then, uh, but like, when he, he didn't really like cooked food because he always got the last of it and the bad parts of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why he at least like his his food raw. Gotcha. Yeah, fuck them. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they're like Liblet and Bly seem on the same level. His is because of neglect, and hers is because she comes from a species that's just completely ignorant. So yeah. it's really interesting to see Bly's journey. Because I feel like a lot of Bly's growth comes from like learning to trust other people and learning to like be a part of a community. Yeah, that's why he like Liblet is now before when he first met her she was food mm-hmm. now she's friend nice. do anything for his friend yeah, yeah. and now he knows frack rats don't taste great yeah. <laughs> that helps i'm sure <laughs> although yeah. i like that he has the sneaking suspicion that like nah i bet the caravan frack rats taste better than this yeah Liblet probably tastes way better than this asshole <laughs> yeah this guy's an asshole he's flavored like it <laughs> Winnie, I'm sad, did not ever use the gene-shifting ability. No, I mean, why? Like, she can fly? 
it seemed like it was too useful. It also takes too long. It takes like a full day, right? Or uh, more than that. Well, it depends. If they're the same general size as the one you're already in, it happens within a matter of hours. Oh, I might have been to come the pigeon then, given the chance. I you really just wanted to take that pigeon's whole life from them. Yes. You were going to go live with their pigeon wife. Yes. Raise their pigeon children. And leave them. <laughs> <laughs> and make him hate it. The house is on fire. All of a sudden, you're not there. You live their life for like a month, and then one morning you wake up and you gather your whole family together, and you're like, I don't love any of you, and I never have. And you just walk out the door. Take all just, their money. Yeah. Literally do the fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, that was that was the goal, to come back as the pigeon. Because he just was relentless. Yeah, he was chasing your ass. He wanted to get a piece of you. Yeah, they got some. Yeah. FYI, he died in the dynamite explosion. I really wanted to kill him. I love that everywhere that Bly and Liblet go, if Barra's not there, gets exploded. <laughs> well, I mean, look at the team that we're fucking playing with. <laughs> Harm arsonist. I I am not always responsible for the fires. It's either her or me. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair. Yeah, you're all all three of you have arsonist fucking tendencies. Both in real life and in the fucking game, and I know this for a fact. Listen, all I'm saying is, if I don't have an area of effect attack, it's pretty easy to start a fire, especially if, like, a town is dry. I was wondering about New Stafford, how, like, burnable it was. It's pretty wet. It's yeah. right on the coastline, and there's a lot of water intrusion from where the water line raised. And when we ran into the frack rats at the end, and they're wearing, like, the dry wood... I was also thinking about it then. Like, you I don't know. know how I called that it was frack rats. Yeah, fuck you. You always do that. And well, I figured it was frack rats. Like, it had to be, right? Because that's the funniest thing. God, maybe I just write really guessable shit. That's the other thing I have to confront, I suppose. Well, I mean, it's because it's they start showing up literally as Polly T's like, I searched for frack rats and I couldn't find any, so I sprayed your eggs. It's like, oh. There's 100% frack rats. Like, <laughs> Which is, again, funny because if he hadn't sprayed them when he did because I rolled it, they could have just been fertilized by frack rats. Exactly. That's what makes it funny. And that's what makes it work in that sense. And that's a... It's, that. Again, the dice want to tell a story, but boy, is it a good one that Polly T now is the father of Lord Luke's children. Like... That she does not care about because frack rats don't really have maternal or paternal instincts. Yeah, she's done. Yeah, he is so strongly tied to those children and she's like going to treat them like any other frack rat kid. Yeah, (laughs) she's like, hey child, how you doing? Well, it's also like, what are you saying? Five? Only five? What are you going to do? That's one predator. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she has nine. No, I have a. I think I have eleven. Oh well, ten now. Yeah. No, I think I have eleven now because I think weren't there thirteen, but one was bad. Oh yeah, no shit. Yeah, so you have twelve. You have a whole fucking dozen. <laughs> but one was bad, and then one got shot. So eleven. Yeah, I have eleven babies waiting. So yeah, no, frack rat kids die a lot. She talked about one of them dying from a pitcher plant because it crawled inside and they couldn't figure out how to get it out. Yeah, they were soupy. Yeah. Well, Bly will know their scent, so he'll... Yeah, like, having more people around might make it where Fragrat children live more, and they get stronger ties, but... Maybe. Maybe, but they Maybe. Just... Still open for debate. 
Like, it doesn't seem like they'd be able to hold on to the memories of them too long. Like, yeah, I guess these are mine. Frack rats love their children, all children, all frack rats. Okay. <laughs> They're very anarchist society almost. Like, yeah, that's what John was saying. He was like, Livlet's like, she went into that fight, like, I will kill you over anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> She's a a hardcore anarchist, and I fucking love it. An asexual fucking hardcore anarchist. Well, yeah, it seemed like it. Like, how dare there be a chief? Like, the concept of somebody telling you what to do blew her mind. But it's also, like, there's a good chunk of the time where Rob Robinson's like, you should do this now. But he's not a frack rat. Frack rats don't rule frack rats. Oh, it's just for frack rats. Yeah, you can listen to someone else if they have a good idea. But also, frack okay. rats really do. It's like, if you know about the thing, then you're the one in charge of the thing. Why wouldn't you be? Fair enough. Like, if you know what to do, then we'll do what you say, because you know what to do. Well, it seemed like you know what to do to them, so it makes sense why they were just listening. Yeah, like, Rod Rodman is a confident, tall thing, and frack rats have kind of a genetic predisposition to be in awe of and want to please the tall thing, because they were originally created to be lab specimens. (laughs) They are only 70 years removed from being, like, lab specimens. Yeah, it's not very far. No. They don't live that long, so... No, they gained sentience slash sapience and escaped the lab and then were outcasts in society because they were just a bunch of wild little things that had no idea about anything. A little more. Yeah, they've been learning, but a lot of the stuff they learned originally was from like literal children because the adults didn't want them around and kids thought they were cute. They seemed like they'd be great pets. Yeah, and every kid thought that. So that's why, like, some of the stuff frack rats know is so, like, childlike is because they literally were taught by a kid, and that's what they've been teaching them. Yeah, own. like, the, the argument between Liblet and the chief was very much like, you're a duty head. Yeah, well, yeah. double duty head. <laughs> you can't be the only one that sprays. I don't like you. sprays. I did like the uh, freaks are what other people call frack rats. <laughs> that was good. Oh, that's also sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They get treated really poorly. That's also why they're dumb is because they're rural outcasts of society. They live in the badlands. Neglect. It's neglect. Yeah. It's like societal neglect on both levels. Like the goblins in like D&D. They're outcasts, so they don't have society like a good old time. Yeah. And like, it's like, what is your society like if all you know about society is what you've learned from watching other people have a society? I'm assuming how to steal really good. That's why they have mouth rocks. Well, that's also one of the reasons why they were outcasts. It's because frack rats are really good at stealing and had no concept of ownership. So (laughs) if they wanted something, they just took it. Which seems fair. Yeah, which also means that people didn't like you being in their towns. So it's hard to be a part of society when you're constantly being run out for grabbing things that you don't know belong to other people. It's a vicious little circle. Yeah. And frack rats are not weren't capable of breaking free. Oh, not yet. It's only been 70 years. Yeah, they've come a long way. So yeah, that's the inspiration behind the frack rats and why they're the way they are. Like they're not they just don't know better. Now they've got a potential home in one of the biggest gun manufacturing areas in all of fucking Cardania. Yeah, next door to one of the most dangerous people with a gun in all of Cardania. <laughs> no, is he gonna grow back his hands? His arm will eventually get better. Okay, because let's say he was down to one. Well, no, he had he still had three working arms. Oh, okay. Only one of them was fucked up. 
Oh, I thought he was down to one like small hand. Or one small carry, hand. He had to carry her. Um, yeah, he had to carry oh, Artemisia gotcha, for a good gotcha. portion of it and Liblet. Yeah. Liblet yeah. can't swim. Yeah, but Liblet seems like she'd be easy to carry. Yeah, he's carried her often. Oh yeah, like she can she can just stick on somewhere and he's fine. <laughs> Liblet's like 40 pounds soaking wet. And Woody can lift her without much issue. And it seems yeah. like the other ones were way smaller. Oh, yeah, they were. They're size class smaller, at least. Yeah. Just like, look, they've got little armor. They come with little toys. Forgot to have Bly ask about Winnie, because like, whenever Winnie left, Bly was just like, wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, Winnie was just gone. She's done with you guys. <laughs> then, like, the next day, you're like, wait, where's Winnie? <laughs> Aww. Well, Winnie seems like she's got some shit to handle. She's got to go rescue her drag bar yeah. owning girlfriend and. Yeah. Sort Philly out. Or leave it. Yeah, or leave it, which she will probably do, I imagine. Yeah, I would think so. Hey, I mean, you can always open up a bar somewhere else. That's exactly it. And you can sell weapons for a lot of money. Cardania. Cardania. Great place with weapons and bars. (laughs) Yeah. That works. I mean, you already know people there. Yeah. Or maybe New Stafford. New Stafford seems like it has a lot of cops. It does. Slowly <laughs> eat and shift into one of them, ruining all their lives. <laughs> Just going down the line. They slowly have less and less cops. Yeah. It's a weird serial killer move where takes them, takes over as them for a uh, little while. So when he's thinking of retiring and having a little hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they slowly all just go away and their families hate them. Their memory is terrible. It'd be a really funny way to, like, destroy a city. I love the absolute arsenal you started out with at your fingertips, and you're like, no, I don't think I'd like that. Well, there was a point where we had to move fast, I'm like, I'll just grab this and this. I remember saying that. That's why I was like, no, I don't have that rifle anymore. I wish you'd kept the frag grenades. Um, I used those on the chicken, right? The giant chicken? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't think you. I didn't feel like you used all of them. Not because I only had two, and I dropped them on there. Holly T's cousin was he involved in any way? Like there was a weird note at one point. Yeah, Polly T was told to give the note by a black hand courier, and you know who sent the black hand courier? Hmm. Rod Rodman. I was gonna say it's gonna be Rod yeah. Rodman, right? He so was like Lilith's guardian angel through that entire thing. Yeah. So wait, does Rod view Liblet as like, oh, clearly a little friend, but like, how kind of put it? A morality pet? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, she's the kitty pride to his old man, Logan. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. He also isn't going to have kids. So is it like a kid? Does he have like paternal feelings towards her or is it like more just a pet? I, I think he has a feeling of obligation towards her because she's the most lucid of her entire species that he's ever encountered. Like, she's people smart, not just, like, frack rat smart. And he knows what happened to them, and he was part of the prima causa of them, like, fleeing. He's she's, directly responsible for the ones on this coast. She's his redemption arc. A little bit, yeah. Nice. And also, if that many frack rats move into the area, how many extra votes do you think he would be able to get for Congress if they all become citizens? Oh, and they're all gonna, yeah, yeah, they'll all vote for Rod Rodman. Wait, will they be allowed to vote? Well, it depends on how fast they can find the frack rats, I guess. 
Cardania is pretty loose in terms of its citizenship requirements. Didn't that happen? Like, did you ever watch the documentary Wild Country? No. Long story short, it's a it's a group. I don't want to call them a cult because they're not necessarily a cult. But they moved into Oregon, in this town in Oregon, and the town didn't like them around for a variety of reasons. But their guru had a really good idea to start bringing in homeless vets and have them live in the town to get them to vote for their people to take over the town. It's like an insane story, but it's that move. Yeah, no, I don't think he would be that insidious about it because he'd want them to actually learn about like civics and government and stuff. No, that's the first thing I thought of them, like, wild country. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. (laughs) Well, did you guys have any other questions about what happened this season? So, actually, yeah, like, so, what happened in Philly? Where did everything go? How did everything get destroyed? Because it was just all over really fast. Well, because I don't know if we're ever going to get a follow-up with regards to Winnie and everything. There was basically an internecine power struggle within the Black Hand. Gotcha. Where some of the assassins decided to go on their own. Rod Rodman actually got you assigned to Polly T, specifically by faking like orders from the Black Hand from higher up. So you would be taken, A, off the board as far as coming against them. Okay. And B, they would have you assigned to Polly T, which therefore would keep Bly and Liblet and Piero safe. That's funny. Now go back and just blow up the armory and leave. And blow up the gas fields. Might do that too. Yeah, and I'm thinking like if Rod Rodman hadn't come with the group, I 100% think Bly and Liblet would have blown up the refinery during that first meeting with Nona. Yeah, yeah, you guys were real freaked out on that one. Because with <laughs> the way that Bly reacted to Liblet's reaction to Nona getting into her brain, I think they would have panicked, they would have gone invisible, and then started just setting stuff on fire in there. And I think they would have just ran and hoped they could outrun the explosion. I genuinely think that's what would have happened. <laughs> like, if they hadn't had Rod Rodman, I think the game would have been very, very different from that point on. It would A have been bit shorter. <laughs> yeah, if they didn't die in the explosion, it would be them running from the rodent cartel back to Barra. <laughs> would have been a different kind of road trip. Yeah. Because Rod Rodman's who calmed everything down when Nona and Liblet had their whole encounter. Yeah. Always good to have an adult in the room. Rod Rodman does seem like the most important character. Which is funny because he was a fucking throwaway character. You do not understand. I made him to be a fucking diversion for like five to ten minutes in like... You mean talking like this? Was oh, it yeah. your attention the full time? Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't. Because here's the thing. A lot of people have asked me, just to clarify on that, do I do effects processing to make Rod Rodman's voice? No. What I do is I go, like, when you're a little kid, and you go, bee, 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 by playing with your lips. I do yeah. that when I'm using basically Piero's accent. Yeah. Minus a little bit of the Cajun zing. That's the only fucking difference in what I do. Speaking of Piero, if we were to use the box on him, was he just going to melt? No, he wasn't going to melt, but it wasn't going to be as effective on him. Okay. Yeah. The, the box didn't have a lot left in it in the first place. Probably Polly T, because that wound feels like it's a hole into his brain. It's not in his brain. It didn't penetrate the skull. 
was gonna say, did it get like to the skull? The hole is in the skin. It got to the skull. There's a little hole in the skull, but it's not through the skull. It it feels like it would be getting hit with like a like a pen, more like a lawn dart. Okay, okay. Like not the not the old ass metal one. No, they're not the newer ones, but they're still sharp plastic. Yeah, because like okay, so there's that, and then yeah. For the record, just to illustrate, to say completely. John takes his finger and runs it over his lips to do the Rod Rotman voice. Yeah. 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 Just to illustrate it completely. So yeah, that was your intention with the Rob Rodman was just, he's supposed was, to be a five minute character. He was a I, five minute character. His store was Rod, Rods, 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 Rods. Oh, I recall. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, he was supposed to be a fucking joke and all of a sudden, boom, he's an important story affecting <laughs> NPC in the second series. And I'm like, well, that's how it is sometimes. Because I have so many questions about how he moves. Because he's a giant crab. Does he have yeah. what kind of what does his face look like? Pretty gross. He's got really human-looking eyes on the stalks. Oh, that's disturbing. If you were to climb, like if you were to get down into his mouth, he's got like human teeth down inside of his mouth, but not like up at the front. It's yeah. a mess. He's a ten-foot-tall blue crab that's got human DNA. He's fucked. I was picturing him as, as red. I don't know why he was. I, I was picturing him as red too. But like it's crab. You think crab? His name's a blue demon, and I still think of him as red. I only <laughs> ever picture him as blue. <laughs> Bly, yeah, Bly. It took him a while to, for Bly to like him. Yeah, Bly did not like him at the beginning. No, not initially. And Lidlin just like loved Rod Rodman from the moment she met him. Oh yeah, she was like, "You're the biggest thing I've ever seen." Holy cow! <laughs> oh goodness I didn't expect Lilith to be so upset at Rod Rodman during part of this adventure that was weird <laughs> it's just like it feels like this was like very much a coming of age story for Lilith it felt like for both of the but Lilith and Bly yeah yeah I think for Bly it was more realizing he has a mortality and his friends might die <laughs> and he may not save them yeah not all fun and games anymore. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so it is like a coming-of-age story for them both. Like, he's kind of learning that there's consequences, and sometimes consequences outside of your control. And Lilith's learning that, like, sometimes people let you down. Yeah. And one of you devoured a rat frog right at the end of things. It's exactly <laughs> like Stand By Me by Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the other one of you had babies. They've been through a lot. My character gave birth to, or like, laid eggs, I guess, in the trunk of a car inside of an airplane. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't give birth. Just shout out some eggs, or spit off some eggs. Laid them. Laid? Okay. Yeah, say shit out some eggs sounds way worse (laughs) than anything else. (laughs) It really does. But we don't need to go into the, like... No, the the, the specifics, nah. No, no, we're good. Oh, goodness. Well, I know I'm a little crunchy. How about anybody else? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I am exhausted. Well, we should probably wrap this then. Yeah, you're probably dealing with heat sickness, too. Well, thanks for playing. Thanks for wrapping. Absolutely. And thanks for everybody for listening. After the Bomb RPG... The Rifter and Megaverse are copyright and registered trademarks owned by Palladium Books Incorporated and Kevin Symbaida, used with permission. You can find After the Bomb 
as well as the whole megaverse of great RPG products at www.palladiumbooks.com or wherever great role-playing games are sold. You can also find all issues of The Rifter, the official fan organ published by Palladium Books, as well as most of Palladium Books' other products in digital form on www.drivethroughrpg.com. And you can support the show at no cost to yourself when you buy them using our affiliate link included in the show notes. Our theme song is Uplifting Ballad by the talented Alexander Nakarada, used under extended license which includes sync licensing. You can find this and his other works at www.serpentsoundstudios.com. If you want to reach out to the podcast, feel free to email us at realplaygamespodcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at realplaypod or via Tumblr under realplaygamespodcast. If you'd like to help support the show, as well as get early access to episodes, exclusive content, and behind-the-scenes looks at how we make our adventures, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash realplaygamespod and become a patron today. Thanks for listening, and for all of your support. <laughs>